Welcome back, folks. It's Locked On Chiefs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can see a new face. Dan Harms is going to be with me today as Chris is in the middle of his big move. We have some things to talk about. An old, friendly face making a change. Where the safety is that you want to know about in Juan Thornhill and what is going on behind the scenes at that position as well. We're going to get into it all today. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I know you're excited that camp has started, at least mini camp for the rookies and quarterbacks. We are excited as well. And uh, we're excited to welcome Dan Harms to the show for the first time. You guys have seen him over on RGR, but welcome to Locked On. Dan, how are you? Thank you for having me, Ryan. It's nice to make the jump from you know RGR to the Lockdown Podcast, so I do appreciate that. I'm doing really well. I actually put some ribs on the smoker about an hour ago now, so my Sunday is looking up. Yeah, there you go. Um, you're well ahead of me because I'm playing catch-up <laughs> this weekend. So uh, We're not the only ones, though. There's a couple of topics, and we've been waiting for this, what, for at least six weeks since minicamp broke, but honestly, since the day after the draft, for me, <laughs> waiting to get to this point to see where the rookies are. There's a lot going on there. But before we can get to that, there's a little bit of news about what's changing at camp uh, and why. And in particular, if you guys missed it, I think uh, Matt Derrick had a great picture of it on his Twitter feed. Um, Herbert Tiope had it as well. They built a new hill, the hill that you're all used to sitting on at camp that is up by the tents for press and the VIPs and those kind of things. Um, there's a hill opposite now, back down around the side and on the back side that will accommodate a lot more people. This is... A twofold so that there's more seating but it's also to keep a little bit more distance from where the players come in and onto the field I think it's a great thing and I'll probably end up going out there when I go is it for you like someplace that you'd like to go hang out and see it practice from a new perspective yeah I've, I've been to camp a couple different times and that that hill gets so crowded you know we all <laughs> we all kind of watch up there I'm you know six five so I can kind of stand behind everybody and still see some things. But I know a lot of people, you know, go get behind that hill. They're a little bit late and it's, you can't see, you literally can't see anything. So it's you know, standing room only. So it should be nice to get a different perspective because sometimes you're trying to see what other players are doing and you can't necessarily always see that. So I'm hoping that this will open up and I assume that it's going to open up some different perspectives for especially the fans. Cause you know, now that we're all coming back to camp this year, that's something definitely new for them to look forward to. Yeah, you're one of those guys that I'm like, uh, I need to be there before you get there <laughs> to make sure that I can see. You know, it's it's always a challenge getting that point of view. But I have to say that uh, I've been to camp at a number of other teams around the league. And I, I went up to Wisconsin when the Chiefs used to go up there as well. So I've seen camp done a, a lot of ways. And this has really been nice the last few years about the way that it's laid out, how easy it is to get in and out. Um, and a lot of that is due to Josh Looney. Credit to him, the AD at Western Missouri. It looks like he's going to be moving on to North Alabama. And those of you might remember, Josh was the Chiefs reporter before B.J. Kissel was. And so there's a lot of connection here with the Chiefs. It's interesting to see the fact that what the leapfrog effect is. And uh, North Alabama sounds like a small school, but it's a gateway to some bigger jobs. So congrats to Josh. I think that the contract that they have is, what, another two seasons, 22 and 23, and then we'll see what happens with whether camp stays there or not. Right now, I'm leaning towards I'd like to see it stay. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's you've built a culture there. Everyone expects it to be in St. Joe every single year, and 
having that relationship with the, you know, the college itself and everyone, it brings in a lot of advertising and things for the actual, for the college too. So I would imagine that they're looking forward to finding a way to make that work long-term. Everyone knows St. Joe, like it's just kind of what it has become. And it's definitely something I don't think anyone wants to see change, uh, but it, it will have to come down to what the two sides determine on. And I mean, like I said, I'm hoping that it stays there, even though it's a little bit of a drive for everybody at some point, it's definitely worth staying there because of the culture and just the way that fans associate that with camp. And it's just that mental image you get when you think of training camp, it is in St. Joe. So I'm hoping that doesn't change anytime soon. Yeah, I am as well. We're, we're going to have to see what happens because there's a certain, a certain amount of recognition there. It gives it a bit of a flavor. There's another story that we need to get to coming up after this that is about the flavor of the defense that I like to see them run. And that, that is particularly playing single high whenever possible. That flavor comes in handy. We'll get to that here in a minute. But I got to tell you about some other flavors, including this one. This is almond toffee. And our friends over at Bill Bar, they do a great job. Every one of these things has 18 grams of protein. You know, they're only 130 to 160 calories. They go down really easily. And this this is not a candy bar, but it tastes like it. This is what they're trying to get done. It makes things a lot easy. And so when you only have four or five grams of sugar, it makes it easy to stay within your goals for all of your macros, the workouts that you're doing, make sure you're getting the nutrition profile that you are seeking. That's what it comes down to. They have a ton of amazing flavors. We've been telling you all about all these strange ones, but this is my new go-to, this toffee almond. So I think you guys should check this out. I'll probably have to send a box or three to Dan, too, because, you know, at 6'5", you need a little bit more than that. But uh, the offer is really simple. We can help you get a nice chunk off of it. If you go to Built.com and use our promo code that's locked on over at Built.com, is 15% off your first order. So check them out over at Built.com today. Okay, so one of my favorite players, um, one that there's been a couple through the years, right? Um, I was I was stomping on tables um, in a room that was empty, so no one was listening um, when they went and got Justin Houston back in the day. Right, um, that was a fall pre-draft. There were things associated with that. Juan Thornhill was another guy that just fit exactly what I wanted to see the team do, and being able to play a lot more single high and have a guy that had the range to cover sideline to sideline. How did you feel that he came back from his injury? What did you think of his 2020 last season? Yeah, I think we can all assume safely assume especially with his his coming out and saying it himself that he was not fully 100 percent last year and that was really to be expected with an injury like that acls are different for everybody not everybody can do what you know adrian peterson and jamal charles have done in their careers coming right back and just you know being really really good players it's going to take a little bit of time and i think that Juan thornhill last year you started to see the glimpses right into the playoffs mm-hmm. you started to, to that explosion came back specifically if we remember in the Buffalo game where he's playing against Cole Beasley on the sideline on that fourth down, where he's running up the sideline and he's keeping with him the whole time, eyes on the football. That's exactly the kind of thing that he brings to this defense in a league that's constantly changing in terms of playing more too high deep safeties because of the weapons that you have on a de- on an offense. Juan Thornhill allows you to play as a, a true single high defense, which allows Matthew to do what he does best, play that underneath role, and you don't have to rely so much on having two deep safeties with a guy like specifically a you know a Sorensen who's not what he used to be athletically and Thornhill is going to play that huge role this year so it was nice to see him start to get some of that back last year and then we're hoping to see that continue throughout this season you know it was interesting too there was a lot of uh speculation and for me 
Whenever I see a player, we always say that they can get back within a year from an ACL. Usually they're not back to 100% until the second year after. That's about where he's at right now. But it was it was very telling to me that they took it easy on him in OTAs. He spent a lot of days not practicing but hanging out with Spagnuolo in particular, Dave Merritt as well, so that he can go through those mental reps, not just in a what is your assignment on this play, on this particular call, but I think more importantly to understand the bigger scope of the defense because that's what Juan Thornhill has to do. He has to take a step forward in being somebody that can not just cover his assignment but understand where everything else in case of breakdowns. There's a lot of youth out at cornerback, and making up for that is going to come down to Juan Thornhill and Tyron Matthew. And I think that goes into what they're doing now. He said today, quote, I'm glad Coach brought me out here for this camp because I get a chance to get moving, get my feet back underneath me. Because they did, towards the end of, of OTAs and the mentor minicamp in particular, take it really easy on him. That also tells me that he was never all the way back, and there were some rosy projections that we've seen that this team do before. Um, I don't read too much into that, but how do you feel about the change from the end of last season through the OTA to this point in him being in early? I think that's exactly what you're hoping for. You know, I was watching, I've watched the Bills playoff game a bunch, and as I'm going through it, there's an area where it says that he gets injured, you know, and his return is doubtful, or he's out for the rest of the game. And then you see in the Super Bowl, his his uh, snaps dropped completely from 55 in the game against the Bills to like 18 against the the Bucks, which kind of was eerie to me. And they're coming out and saying it's not a new injury. So I'm wondering if he just aggravated it a little bit or, or it just something did not feel right in his lower half with that, that knee. So seeing him get there early and knowing that they're doing everything they can to get him that full playbook, it definitely helps me feel that he's more comfortable now, especially at this point, than he was this time last year. And if you can get out there early with these guys, start to see Mahomes start to play as a deep safety. That's how you're going to start to get better and really get into the intricacies of the defense with Spags and what Matthew and getting all on the same page. So I'm very excited to see what he's going to be doing this year. Well, and it's it's key that you mentioned Matthew because that's a, another comment that he had today is that he's not only, again, trying to do his job, he's emulating what Matthew's capable of doing and in, in that he has goals for interceptions this season, that he's trying to come out and be that, ascend to that next level behind Tyron Matthew. Now, Tyron's an all-pro, so that's some lofty expectations you're putting on yourself, but that's good. You have to have goals, I think, in order to go out and achieve them. I'm glad to hear that they are that big. The question is, what's the progress going to be? I'm going to be paying very, very close attention to how many he snaps he gets in these practices, because if they're they're wrapping up slowly, that's good. Um, These first three days are obviously just walkthrough. There's no contact. But if it gets to the point next week where the veterans report and they have a, a five-day acclimation where it's mostly walkthrough as well. So if we see him have to take any time off at all in that group where it's not that pounding, I think that that is a little bit of an area of concern. We do have to keep an eye on him, in my opinion. No, I, I agree with that. And it's funny. Last year, I predicted that Thornhill and Matthew were going to lead the league in, in tandem in interceptions. So maybe I was just a year off. I'm hoping that comes <laughs> through, through this year because if he is fully healthy and, and he says he feels great, which is obviously – Players speak when you're coming into camp. They just showed up. He's with the injured players of the injured group of veterans. So he wants to show that he's feeling good. And like you said, if he misses any time, that's not going to be ideal for the season. But I would venture a guess to say that he's probably mentally prepared for this season a thousand times better than he was last year. Yeah. Yeah. The lack of confidence or just the question mark of how is this knee going to hold up when you're first returning from that injury is serious. 
He's he's definitely got uh, the focus out there too because he echoed what we've heard from the veterans this OTA season in that he's like, uh, quote, we have a heck of a football team and we don't shoot for anything less than winning the Super Bowl. It's interesting because last year you saw guys say, we're going back to the Super Bowl. We're going to run it back. Yep. This is very, very poignantly about we're going to look to win this Super Bowl. <laughs> it's not enough to go back for this team. And I'm glad that even a younger player like this has that well in front of them and in the forefront of their minds. It's just kind of funny how you see and a loss like that in the way that they lost can really impact them go their their mindset going forward. And it's just, it's such really kind of funny that, you know, words kind of mean some things to players last year. Like you said, they want to just get back to it. Now they're talking about wanting just to win it this year. So it's, it's just kind of funny how they, they truly believe that the way that they speak about not just, you know, what going to the Super Bowl but winning it can affect the way that they play the game. And maybe, that had a little bit of impact on how they played some of games last year because of all those, let's just put these out there, quote, close <laughs> games that people like to point at as possible points for regression. What's the point in, in saying that they're going to have those close games this year? Yeah, if they were in the exact amount of close games this year as they were last year, okay, maybe some coin flips go all the way. But that's not going to happen this year. Right. This is probably a discussion we should just have in longevity on RGR because yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure Andy Reid is listening to the whole "Hey, you play too many close games" things, and <laughs> oh yeah, Andy's the only thing that's going to correct that. And he can easily <laughs> do that, so I know he knows where the gas pedal is. The odds for them are right now to be the favorite to return the Super Bowl and win it. So that's something that you have to live up to, and quite frankly, it's something that I might put a wager or three on because you can do that over on Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to get your sports action onto the books. Whether it's this, all kinds of prop things that are going on right now in the NFL, or you're still going through it. There's even Olympic action. There's UFC. There's all kinds of things. You can do it all at betonline.ag before the next thing tips off, kicks off, or starts to go on. Make sure that you go over and check that out because this is your chance. Don't sit on the sidelines. Get into the game yourself. Head over there and you'll get a 50% deposit bonus. That's 50% on top of whatever you put down at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts use our code locked on. And you'll get that deal at betonline.ag. So there's a couple of other things, right, that go into this. And the safety position is, is one to look at because we saw Armani Watts practice in OTAs. But just yesterday, the Chiefs did put Armani Watts onto the pup list. They put Malik Herring onto the non-football injury list. So a couple of keys that I think goes under the radar is not just that rookies and quarterbacks report, but the injured players are getting and you get an update on them I'm concerned for Armani because as much as I'm happy for Juan Thornhill, Will Parks is waiting in the wings. And if Armani Watts is unable to practice, he is at risk of losing some ground. Yeah, you're a thousand percent right about that, especially because he's been a guy who's only essentially played special teams to this point. There were a few games in 2018 where he came in and he played pretty well, had some flashes. I would say maybe not played pretty well, but had some flashes. Specifically, I remember against the, the Jaguars. He came in in relief. They had a bunch of injuries in that game, and he was one of the guys that came in and played pretty well. So I think that he's hoping to have an opportunity to get some of that playing time. But but when you bring a guy like Will Parks in, who has done more than he had, you know, more than Watts has to this point in his career, who's shown that he's been able to play on the in the NFL for an extended period of time, that's concerning for a, a practice uh, for a guy who has only really done stuff in practice. And Watts. Being injured at this point, in my opinion, starts to put him in jeopardy of possibly not making this roster. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, 
I, I know a lot of folks are high on Devin Key back there as well, who I think the, if those guys, yeah. if there is a fifth position, those two guys are fighting it out right now as we stand. I don't know that there's going to be a fifth seat. I could see them placing the priority on the cornerback position and, and keeping yeah. six of them possibly. One of them had a statement on Sunday, and that is that DeAndre Baker feels he's close to, in his words, close to 100%. There's no way that's actually true, but I'm glad he feels that way. But if he's at 75 or 80% at this point, after severing the head off of your femur in action, that is a heck of a recovery and something that I think you can see him definitely getting on the field in 2021. And one thing I'll disagree was that he definitely could feel like he's close to 100%. <laughs> he was just after practice. Maybe there's some adrenaline pumping through his veins, so he feels pretty good. And that can clearly have an impact on your mental status when you're just coming off of those endorphins, things, things like that. But any participation from Baker was a is a huge plus. I know that the team was very optimistic about his progress coming back this season and playing, but if he's even remotely close to being able to play by week four, that's everything you could have hoped to want. And maybe that's why they've been so, I guess, back and forth with the whole Breland thing before he signed in Minnesota. They're very confident from what I can understand that he's going to play at some point this season. And, you know, he said that Kansas City is the best place for him. I think that has a lot to do with mentally and just physically. They have one of the best, you know, physical strength and conditioning staffs in the NFL. And he's mentally better than he's ever been in his career, I think, especially after everything that happened in New York. So I think he's ready to come back and prove that he can be a starter alongside, you know, Snead. I think it's going to be great. Well, it's key that you remember, folks, that, he was a first-round pick. The, the fact that all the off-field issues got him out of New yeah. York and made him available in the first place doesn't take away from the talent that was on the film when we first looked at it. Um, right When you look at him in the athletic matrix, he literally breaks down exactly next to Rashad Fenton. So in terms of physicality and what the capabilities are, I think that that's certainly serviceable in this defense. They do have a little bit different style. He plays man well, but he's not near as aggressive or strong at the point of contact as Rashad Benton, but they still have the same abilities. And I think, again, like Dan, I agree with you. I think the Breland drama was, can we get our youth on the field? Can we save the cap space there, not going veteran, if these guys can get back on the field? And clearly, if they do, I think Sneed was a, a first-round value. PFF seems to think so as well. A number of the redraft you know, media heads are putting him, you know, as a first rounder if there was a redraft this year. It's only been one season, so let's yeah. take it easy. But we could have potential at least two first round talents on this secondary. Do you think that that's enough for them to take a step forward? I don't know if this year I can say that specifically because unless another player in Traverius Ward also takes a step forward, because he's going to be playing this year. I, I mm -hmm. tell you right now, he's going to play this year. And if, if he gets back to his 2000. 19 version of himself which was the best that we've seen then we can say that they're going to take a step forward because uh, that's the only way i can see this secondary as young as it is there's not much experience back there now that you know breland's gone them getting to that next level is going to take him becoming not just a leader but you know getting back to that point where he was his, at his best and getting involved in past production by past breakups and interceptions causing tip you know, tip balls to be intercepted by Thornhill or Matthew, things like that. He's got to get his hand on the ball. And in order for the secondary to really be the best that they can be, it unfortunately really comes down to Charverius Ward, who I think is really going to have to step up. And I'm not sure if he's there to do it yet.
it, it will be very pivotal on his performance. We're going to have to see whether he jumps into the deep end of the pool or if we see a lot of what I felt was kind of a, a spit and start kind of thing last year with him. It's going to be key, but it, it's a group that I think has the potential to do well. We're going to follow everything for you guys as we go forward. Uh, they do have another practice there on Monday of this like mini camp within camp. Uh, and then they'll have a couple of meeting days. And then the veterans do report on Friday. So be prepared. We're going to have everything for you this week as we go through. Uh, we'll see if Chris makes it back on time and see if he gets moved or not. But, Dan, thanks for being here today and filling in. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. And, folks, you guys enjoy your week. Make sure that you check out over on YouTube for the subscriptions here. Like and sub. Make sure you're subscribed on Spotify and Apple and all those other places as well. And if you want to hear more, you can check us out on RGR Football. We appreciate your time listening today. We'll talk to you next time. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.